Hey guys, I'm Megan Pistetto. Welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. I'm so sorry that this episode is a day and a half late. I deprived you guys on Tuesday. I know I'm just as bad as those crack smoking producers. It will not happen again, I promise. Anyway, you guys have waited long enough this week. Let's get straight into it. Coming up today, Jake Edwards has gone public with his new girlfriend, Sophie, but there is two alleged shocking cheating scandals they both tried to hide. I've got all the details about that. One friend of new intruder, Georgia, has called into So Dramatic and spilt so much tea about her, it will literally blow your mind. They've revealed the real reason why she went on Married at First Sight. And let's just say it was not for love. Poor Liam. I have a huge bombshell about our favorite couple, Booker and Brett, involving a shocking incident that took place during filming. Spoiler alert for that one, if you do not want to know the fate of Booker and Brett, skip ahead on that story. And in So Scandalous, I have some juicy details that are going to blow the lid off Coco and Cam's cheating affair involving Samantha and what she knew about the affair when it all played out. Not all was as it seems. Plus, I have details about Samantha's secret engagement that was never mentioned on the show. She tried to sweep it under the rug, so I've got all the details on that. Plus, details about a number of other guys that she dated since her divorce and more juicy details about her husband's cheating affair. Plus, lots more. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Okay, let's start off with our spotted this week. Jake Edwards and fitness influencer Sophie Goodelin caught canoodling on the Gold Coast. So a number of eagle-eyed So Dramatic listeners sent in photos of these two having lunch on the Gold Coast and looking very cozy. I then had more people sending me in snaps of them having lunch the day prior at the Mez Club in Byron Bay, which is where I'll be on Sunday. So if anyone wants to take a sneaky snap of me while I'm there, be my guest. Then on Tuesday, Sophie seemingly confirmed their romance, sharing a photo of herself cozying up to Jake's very identifiable tattooed arm and telling fans that she was now taken. Then, if that wasn't already enough spoilers, they then continued flaunting their romance without a care in the world, posting a number of loved up photos for the whole world to see on Instagram with absolutely no consideration for the airtight contracts of contestants, producers' rules, or the feelings of the audience. Contestants are meant to be keeping a very low profile whilst the show is airing, but clearly Jake has no fucks left to give, and I know the feeling. Now, in a plot twist no one saw coming, someone who knows Sophie contacted me and claimed that Sophie allegedly cheated on her boyfriend Ryan and left him for Jake. They said, wow, can't hide shit on social media. Thanks for catching out a cheater. She was literally dating my mate and cheating on him with this guy. They only broke up on Monday and she was with Jake on Friday. WTF. This is so messed up. Not the nice girl she plays out to be. They then explained that Sophie and Ryan hadn't been together for that long, but long enough for this to be considered being unfaithful because they had gone Instagram official and shared a number of photos of each other on their Instagram accounts. The friend said they were only newly dating, but long enough that he was posting her on his socials. His mates spotted her in Byron with Jake first 
and then his mum saw your post and sent it to him. He was like, WTF, that's pretty messed up. He is the nicest bloke and doesn't deserve to be fucked over like that. But wait, that is not all to this story. Someone else got in touch and said that it wasn't just Sophie who was being unfaithful. Jake was also allegedly seeing a girl who lives in Perth and she only discovered that he was with Sophie when she saw it on the So Dramatic Instagram page as well. She hasn't heard from him since... And apparently she was pretty devastated to hear the news. Wow, birds of a feather really do flock together. A few episodes ago, I revealed on So Dramatic that Belinda, sweet, innocent, never been kissed Belinda, who said she'd never had a boyfriend before, actually did previously have a boyfriend in 73-year-old Martin De Bono, also known as Mr. Ugly to Melbourne Clubbers. I have shared some images of them on Instagram. If you want to take a look, they are at so dramatic podcast underscore. And despite the numerous friends of Belinda who tipped me off about this and provided some information, the pictures speak for themselves, really. This week, Patrick did an interview and called bullshit on the story. Belinda's friends also did an interview in a magazine and claimed that it was fake news as well. Daily Mail then called the story false too and said that all the photos were taken in group settings and that I'd cropped out all the friends. Look, unless her friends were wearing an invisibility cloak borrowed from Hogwarts, they were definitely not group settings. I promise you, Belinda and Martin definitely dated. I mean, I can't blame her. If I was her, I would probably deny dating him too. No, I would definitely deny dating him, especially given that he's recently been charged with indecent assault. So it's not a good look for Belinda. I can understand why she would say that she didn't date him. Another one of Belinda's friends from back in her cloud days, that's the club that she used to frequent. They got in touch with me this week and they were furious that Belinda was denying the claims. They said to So Dramatic, they dated and everyone knew. Everyone's been messaging me after seeing her on TV denying that she had a boyfriend. She's lying about never being in a relationship. This person also showed me text messages between them and Belinda a couple of years ago where Belinda was talking about her relationship with Martin. Now, as I previously revealed on So Dramatic, Belinda was still dating Martin when he was charged with this indecent assault thing. And she actually went on to date him for another two years after he was charged. Apparently, the friends were really confused and trying to talk her out of this relationship, basically saying, how could you be with someone who's been charged with this? Belinda was living in Sydney at the time and Martin would regularly fly to Sydney to visit her. Apparently, he pretended to Belinda that he owned Kittens and Cloud Nightclub, but he didn't. Anyway, I just wanted to say they definitely dated. This is not a fake news site. This week, sadly, we said goodbye to Slim Shady. Sad is the adjective here because I can no longer play Eminem soundbites. Also, I was a little bit sad because I was just starting to like him. He was my new hero after standing up to Bryce and his not so internalized misogyny. I am actually really going to miss you, Sam. Hit me back, just a chat. Truly yours, the biggest fan, just a stand. RIP Sam. But we did say hello to six new intruders this week, so not all is lost. One of them was Jemay, private schoolgirl Jemay. My name is Jemay, J-A-apostrophe-M-I-E. Weird name, I know, but you'll get used to it. And she said that she was looking for someone different to her usual type. And then they gave her Chris, hot FIFO worker Chris. And then she said that, I don't like him. He's not my usual type. She said she usually dates selfish, entrepreneurial guys, so it really is a shame that Slim Shady left as he ticks both those boxes and we could have probably had another cheating scandal on our hands. Honestly, though, if Chris is not up to par with Jemay's standards, 
I would like to introduce her to every single person I've ever slept with. And then she would maybe understand the appeal of Chris. Chris is like the kind of guy I would have a one night stand with on the Gold Coast and then think about him for the rest of my life. So good news for myself and every other single woman in the country looking for a hot dude in high viz. He's ours. Jamae does not want him. So I confirmed last week that Chris and private schoolgirl Jamae do not last very long and that he was apparently going around saying that she was a bit of a bitch to him during filming. Now I've got some more details on this. Someone who works at the mine Chris works at said that he told them he does not stay with Jamae. So there's more confirmation for that. We can definitely cross them off as lasting until the end. Another person wrote in saying Chris's Instagram is a new account. He made it like five months ago. His other account would have been way too much. I imagine that they made him shut it down. He has a very wild past. Tell me more. So I have asked for more details about Chris's naughty past. So watch this space. Hopefully this person comes back with more info. Another intruder we were introduced to was Georgia. She was the one who used pink as one of her three adjectives to describe herself and whose mom definitely has an arts degree, loves salt lamps and was recently spotted in Newtown drinking kombucha in a Camilla caftan. So George is the one who's paired with Liam and he shocked her this week when he said that he'd slept with over 50 people. I personally couldn't understand her shock. I mean, 50 plus is just a weekend at Mardi Gras. No shade to the LGBTQI community at all. That's a fact, according to my gay bestie. Now, one of George's friends wrote in this week and spilled some tea about Georgia, following up pretty much from the tea that I spilled about her in the last episode. They said, hey, I listened to your podcast and what you said about Georgia is correct in big capital letters. She's obsessed with pink. Her horses wear pink. Her float is pink. She only wears pink. She's trying to be the next Elle Woods. Her mother is her manager, inverted commas, and pretty much forced her to do the show to boost, inverted commas, her career, inverted commas. She is a mean girl, allegedly, and only hangs out with other mean girls, allegedly, who have money and designer stuff. I feel sorry for her husband because she will only use him. She states about being positive and all of that, but it's all lies. Her mum released a book and put Georgia on the back of it. Perfect timing, question mark. They planned this whole thing. They are both hungry for fame. This person then went on to say that her best friend Ryland tipped off the media about Georgia appearing on Married at First Sight. They said Daily Mail leaked her within a week of her being on the show. It was a plan from her mother. Whoa. But wait, there's more. The friend then came back to me a few days later and spilt even more tea saying, I just got told that Georgia lies about being okay with Liam being bisexual. She comes off that she's okay because her mum told her not to make a big deal about it. But off camera, she was bitching about it to all her friends back home and to the other contestants. She's not who she says she is. I feel so sorry for her husband. Apparently he's a really nice guy. Georgia should have been matched with that sexist pig Bryce. <laughs> Oh my God. Their words, not mine. They went on. Georgia and her mum made her bridesmaids walk down the aisle saying, oh my God, yes, she's going to love you. And it was all acted to make her look good. They planned to do that to whoever she was matched with. She was bragging about it at lunch one day. Tea officially spilt. Speaking of Liam, there were some random reports floating around this week that he's hooked up with Samantha, one of the other brides who's now left the show. Apparently they hooked up after filming and were now secretly dating. Weird flex, I know. I have asked several contestants about this and they have all confirmed that there is no truth whatsoever to those claims. One contestant dished, 
They just met over Instagram as we all knew who the intruders were and some connected on there and became friends. They then met officially in Sydney for the reunion. They were definitely just friends. I mean, good to know, although I would not be mad if that was true. They would make a very cute couple. Now, let's talk about Booker and Brett. They are the only couple who looks like they're going strong on this godforsaken show. They're the notebook couple, the Noah and Ali of Married at First Sight, our shining beacon of hope. Now, I have some really devastating news about these two, so... If you don't want a spoiler, I would suggest skipping ahead a couple of minutes. If you don't want your heart broken, skip ahead as well. Now, I've been holding on to this tea about Booker and Brett for a little while now. I've been basically refraining from reporting on them as I wanted us to have at least one couple we could enjoy. So I can confirm that these two are no longer together. And not only that, they don't even make it until the final vows. Shocking, I know. I literally thought they were the only ones who stood a chance. So I was shocked to hear that they don't even make it to the end. Now, I have heard this from a number of sources now, but early on in the piece, this is how I first found out about this heartbreaking news. Someone contacted me saying, so I work with Brett's best friend. He went out for dinner with Brett last Friday night. So this would have been back in January, I think. And he said that he's really worried he's going to get a bad edit and be made to look like a hippie and that Booker is a nutcase. So he's literally going around telling people that Booker is crazy. What a guy. Another person who knows Brett also got in touch not long after that and said, little bit of goss, I know Brett and they definitely do not last. He reckons he's going to get a bad edit. He said the chick he got married to was a psycho. He's back in Geelong and telling people they are not together. Guys, what do we know about guys who call women crazy? It usually means that... They are the really shitty people who gaslight women and then when the woman questions them about their shitty behavior, they then call them psychos. So that is a vital keyword right there. Take note. Now, after that, I did inquire with several contestants and they have all confirmed that Brett and Booker do not go all the way, but it wasn't due to anything Booker did. The real reason things go pear-shaped for Booker and Brett is because Booker allegedly encountered a lot of sexism from Brett on the show. A source close to Booker dished to So Dramatic... Booker is a staunch feminist and Brett made a number of comments about her and women in general that didn't sit well with her. He bragged about how he has a fetish for Japanese women, cracked jokes that women can't drive, classic fake woke sexist shit. He also joked about being gay with Patrick and that they were going to run off together. Booker didn't like how he spoke about gay people because she was like, well, you can be affectionate with one of your mates without having to put a label on it. And she just felt like he was insecure in his identity. It was a key issue with him within that relationship during the show. I don't know if they'll show any of it. I think they'll make Booker out to be a drama queen. He was very calculated with how he played things and how he acted when the cameras were rolling. He would say one thing on camera and then another thing off. For example, he would make multiple comments about how she's too deep and not fun enough. It really hurt her feelings. Oh, I'm so sad to hear this. I was rooting for Booker and Brett. Like they are the only hope we had on this show. So if they can't make it, I don't know who can. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Meg on the case again this week, guys. I have some juicy details that are going to blow the lid off Coco and Cam's cheating affair. While we have been led to believe that Samantha was blindsided by the whole thing and 
basically taken for a ride with Cameron, apparently that wasn't exactly the case. One contestant claims that both Sam and Samantha actually knew about the affair before it all came out at the dinner party. They said Samantha told the other brides before the first dinner party that she had a feeling that Coco and Cam were a much better match and that she wouldn't be surprised if something happened between them. She didn't really seem to care at that point and she said to us that Coco can have him because they were done. We later found out that producers had given her a heads up about the affair, but told her to play along with it and ham it up so that they could give her a favourable edit. They added, she had some deal with producers. They got in her ear and said, play the game and we will make you look good no matter what. They told her they were going to play up this whole cheating scandal and give her the whole sympathy card. They wanted to paint her out to be the victim and the strong, independent woman that the whole of Australia will be rooting for. Basically, Lizzie 2.0. So even though she had told the other brides behind the scenes that she had a feeling something was happening, she acted really surprised and angry on camera when it all came out. Basically, as soon as the cameras were rolling, she would just ham it up big time. Look, I definitely think that Samantha deserves a sympathy card. Like either way in my eyes, if she knew or she didn't, if that was me, I would be milking that cheating affair for all I could. Now, another contestant has added even more fuel to the fire and confirmed that Samantha did have some sort of deal with the producers and she never hung out with the other contestants. They said, don't get me wrong, Samantha was super nice but she kept to herself a lot during filming and never spent too much time with the rest of us. She did, however, spend a lot of time in the AP room with the crew because she wanted to follow the rules. She was a goody-goody and thought that doing what the producers told her to would make her more famous. We were all confused by this because she said she was there for genuine reasons and was all about the farm and country life and said, you're not going to catch me doing all of this girly stuff because I'm going to be on the tools making things. But she was actually the most high maintenance bride out of everyone. She was super girly. She was always going and having beauty treatments and getting her hair and nails done, which is fine, but it just didn't add up to the natural country life she was talking about. She also told us she didn't do the show to become famous, but as soon as she left, she was posting on Instagram about being an influencer. It was super confusing. I've also had a number of people contact me regarding Samantha and things not adding up with the version of events she presented to us on the show about herself. One person said, Samantha's ex-husband is very successful in the hospitality industry in Canberra. He owned a few cafes and stuff around. I think he's a millionaire, actually. There's no way that he would not have been paying her child support during that time. And I know that she also had family supporting her. She sold her salon years after they divorced, then went into flipping houses and still has a home salon. So she's still doing hairdressing on the side. Another person said, hey, there are a few discrepancies with Samantha's backstory. Yes, it's true. She did marry young and her husband did cheat on her, but he certainly didn't leave her with nothing. She had a very successful hair salon and drove a Range Rover. Now, another thing that didn't add up. On the show, Samantha said that she's been unlucky in love since her divorce from her husband of 10 years who cheated on her with the live-in nanny. I've discussed that in detail in a previous episode of So Dramatic, so go back and listen to that if you haven't already. I think it was episode 52. Now, I have also discovered that Samantha was actually engaged after her divorce. A friend of Samantha's says, Samantha didn't mention her other engagement on the show. Maybe she did and they cut it out because it suited their narrative better for her if she didn't. But she was actually engaged to someone else after her divorce. She's wiped all evidence of it from her Instagram. She's also had several boyfriends since her divorce too, all of which she introduced to her kids straight up, even though she's made it out like she was single this whole time. She definitely has no trouble when it comes to dating. They added, 
Samantha actually alluded to this on the show because when she was talking about Cam cheating on her, she said another failed relationship. Interesting. Now, one of the guys Samantha allegedly dated was named Alex Anderson. Friends of Samantha's tell me that they dated for a number of months and it was well known in the Canberra social circles. They've even shared a number of photos together on Instagram. So he's a builder and property developer from Canberra who used to own Metro Construction and Development. However, that company ran into financial difficulties and was placed into voluntary administration back in 2012. There was a few articles written about it at the time. Basically, one family who had paid Metro Development Company to build their home were left almost homeless after his company went bust. The article said that they paid $270,000 of the $300,000 contract before they went bust. After that, Metro Construction and Development and Alex Anderson were under investigation for a number of their properties by Environment and Sustainable Development. There was also a 4.2 million childcare center being built by this company, but it was left in limbo after all of this administration drama was going on. So yes, she's linked to that guy. There's a number of articles about all the administration liquidation drama online. I'm not going to get into it because it's a bit boring for me, but it's very juicy, 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 juicy. Now, as I mentioned in episode 52, I went into detail about Samantha's divorce and revealed that her husband of 10 years had cheated on her with their live-in nanny. Go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Since then, I've received some more juicy details about Samantha's ex-husband and his cheating affair. Let me read it out to you guys. It's from a friend of Samantha's. They said, so Samantha's ex-husband is named Justin Harvey, and he's a businessman slash entrepreneur. He allegedly had an affair with the nanny of his kids, a 26-year-old who was younger when they met called Crystal. Before getting with him, Crystal only dated girls. She was a full lesbian. He moved her into the family home and told her that his ex-wife Samantha was crazy. Crystal had basically taken over as mum to the kids, and even now they share custody. He made Crystal the manager of some of his cafes. She studies full-time at uni, and he basically bankrolls her entire lifestyle, they said. Crystal and Justin have done a good job of making Samantha look crazy and unstable to everyone around them. The truth is that Justin is a, something I won't repeat, who loves much younger girls. After all, he got with Sam when she was 17 and he was 33. Hmm. The rest of this is a bit too defamatory to read, but you get the point. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. You know the drill. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate and review five stars only of course share the episode around on social media share it with friends if you want to be a double plus student this semester thank you guys if you want daily gossip updates follow me on instagram at so dramatic podcast underscore if you want sassy banter during married at first sight follow me on twitter at so dramatic pod and if you want to join our episode chat thread it is so much fun i cannot stress that enough join the facebook group so dramatic podcast community And head to SoDramaticMedia.com for everything else, including the merch. We are still having a 40% off sale at the moment to celebrate reaching 1 million downloads. Don't forget to use the code 1 million at checkout. And Drama Army, please keep sending me in your tips and receipts. You are all doing God's work. Thank you. Now, before we go, just a quick shout out. 
I had my first ever daddy listener. I need to give a shout out to Peter, whose daughter Georgia DM'd me a couple of weeks ago to say that her dad listens to every single episode of So Dramatic as soon as it drops. Apparently, he's my biggest fan. So what a legend. Thank you, Peter. I thought my dad was the only dad who had to put himself through this toxic crap, but good to know that I'm appealing to a wider audience. I will have to let my ads team know so that they can throw in some Bunnings advertisements or something like that. So this week, Georgia also sent in photos of notes her dad had taken from one of the episodes. He was taking notes so he could recap the main points for when his wife got home. What a diligent A double plus student Peter is. I was not joking when I said you guys need to take notes during class and he was listening. She wrote, I was wondering what was in my dog's mouth and it was my dad's notes on your podcast so he can keep mum informed. (laughs) And then she's taken a photo of the notes. The notes say, Bryce's secret girlfriend, Cameron affair, Samantha's ex-husband, Caitlin Hop with a question mark, (laughs) Matt and Kira. Then he wrote, Jake dumped his girlfriend for the show. Bryce got the sack from radio. The rest is a little bit hard to read because the dog bit it. I mean, that is the oldest excuse in the book. The dog bit my homework, but it really happened. I can see. Um, And then it goes on and on and on. He's literally taken so many notes. He literally has like palm cards of notes. I'm going to post these on Instagram. It's so funny. Great job, Peter. I love to see your work. Keep it coming. I cannot. What a lovely note to finish on. If you also have a daddy who listens to So Dramatic, please let me know. They could literally start their own cult within a cult. So cute. Guys, thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. I will be back in your ears on Friday with another juicy jam-packed episode. Goodbye, good riddance, and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So Dramatic with Megan Pacetto.